Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is Tim Matthews, author of The Professional Marketer, and you're about to listen to the Marketing Book Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast, helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing. And now, here's your host, Douglas Burdett. Hello, thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Burdett, and my goal in this podcast is to help you discover new ideas about what's working in modern marketing to help make you a more successful marketer. Don't worry about taking notes, I'm going to do that for you. And you can find them at marketingbookpodcast.com. Today I'm joined by Tim Matthews, author of The Professional Marketer, Everything You Need to Know But Were Never Taught. And after the interview, I'll tell you how you can win a copy of Tim's book. Tim Matthews is a Silicon Valley marketing executive who has worked in high tech for 20 years and managed marketing teams at six companies. He writes and speaks frequently about technology, marketing, and their intersection. Tim, congratulations on The Professional Marketer and welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast. Thanks and thanks for having me. Let me start with one excerpt from the book and then uh, I want to ask you to tell us the story about how it came to be. Okay. Marketing is much more than Pantone colors, social media backlinks, and visually appealing direct mail pieces. Marketing is strategy. Marketing is science. Marketing is the engine that creates customers and drives business. Although these ideas might seem obvious, in reality, many marketers do not embrace them. This failure hurts both the marketers and the organizations they work for. So, Tim, what was the story that led to this book? Well, I wanted to buy this book, actually. I, I worked with you know so many people over my uh, several uh, jobs running marketing teams, and it always surprised me the gaps in people's knowledge, uh, whether it was, as uh, it was just mentioned in that quote, people had no idea how to create a go-to-market strategy and wanted to write the press release or create the cool ad, uh, or maybe people knew how to do strategy but had no idea how to write a good press release. Um, people lacked the practical marketing skills, uh, and I wanted to write a, not a textbook, because there are a lot of great textbooks, but the handbook that somebody could have, you know, on their desk or on their e-reader. So if they needed a quick reference, like how do I do a market sizing? How do I figure out my buyer persona? How do I conduct a, a marketing survey or build a marketing budget? It would be right there for them at the ready. And that's why I wrote the book. You talk about how you model this on uh, The Professional Chef. Can you say more about that? Sure. I'm uh, lucky enough to be married to a former professional chef uh, who was professionally trained at the Culinary Institute of America. But she probably and never cooks at home, right? <laughs> she, you know, she, she, she does. Um, the hard part, which is a little bit of a, a tangent, is that she doesn't use recipes. Uh, and that's kind of the point. Because when you're trained as a professional chef, you learn the fundamental techniques the, the, the mother sauces, as they're called, and you know how to put them all together to make great dishes. And that was kind of the idea for this book was a reference guide to teach people the fundamentals, and they could put those together as they needed in their various companies. I can't tell you how to run your business, but I can teach you the marketing fundamentals 
that you can then put together in whatever way makes sense uh, for your company. And you also funded this with Kickstarter. I did. Um, you know, I, uh, I shopped it around to some people and uh, they wanted me to write a different book than I wanted to write. And the nice thing now is that um, you can uh, find people before you write something uh, or build something that are interested in what you want to do. So I actually essentially pre-sold uh, enough copies of the book to, to cover my costs along the way, which was kind of a fun experience. Uh, and I also felt if I can't market the concept for this book, I probably shouldn't bother writing it. Mm -hmm. And you also have a publisher, though. Is that right? Uh, yes. Uh, there's an imprint called Embarcadero Press, so uh, a small independent press. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really easy these days to find, you know, kind of like-minded people uh, who want to put your works out there. Now, you said that they wanted you to write a different kind of book. What? Just out of curiosity, what kind of book do they want you writing? You know, um, there are all kinds of ideas along the way. And I think, generally speaking, People want you to focus on a particular topic, you know, 78 ways to optimize social media marketing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things along those lines or, you know, how to do uh, product marketing for a SaaS business, things that I know how to do. Mm -hmm. But that was the very thing that was uh, causing me to write this book in the first place was that there are, there are a lot of great books on individual topics and I have too many of them. I have too many bookshelves filled with marketing books. But the problem is that if you want a quick reference, uh, it's hard to kind of figure out where to go. Uh, and so I, I just didn't want to write that type of book. Uh, I may do that in the future. Uh, I wanted to write, you know, the, the professional chef. I wanted to write the, the handbook, like I said, that you could just turn to. Um, and so that's why I went, up, went my own route. And you mentioned that one of the ideas that brought you to this book was, I think you said you were explaining something to a senior marketing person and you wanted to uh, almost be able to hand them a book or, or send them somewhere to find out the information they needed. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, I won't name the, the company or the person. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but you know, it was one of those situations where I was having a conversation with someone who was was nodding, but I just got the feeling they didn't really understand mm -hmm. what I was saying. Um, and I was just looking for a good, um, you know, primer on the topic. And I was looking around, and there are various, you know, blog pages or Wikipedia, but I couldn't quite, quite find the right, you know, small digestible piece of information. So in this particular instance, um, I was trying to explain to somebody what a go-to-market plan is and involves mm -hmm. uh, and what needs to go into it. And, and so I you know, essentially have it in the book now. Um, but this was you know, just one example of many where I was sitting with somebody who didn't understand what I wanted to do or what I was asking them for. Uh, and there are all kinds of examples of that in marketing. Yeah. The book is organized into six sections, starting with marketing strategy and then awareness and uh, demand generation and uh, direct sales, channel partners, and ending with concepts about running a marketing department, which you right. certainly know about. It's also interesting that each chapter ends with a list for further reading. So if somebody really wants to go even deeper than what you've got, there's almost no end to the, the learning they can do here. I often, when I give talks or I'm chatting with people, uh, they're often asking, what's one book I could read on marketing? And I'm wondering if this is a similar thing that, that you encountered, where somebody, they're, they're suddenly thrust into marketing or they're, uh, they realize something different has happened and they need to really bone up on marketing or maybe they have a new job. 
Um, have you run into that sort of thing? And did that point you toward the book as well? It, it did um, because I would always ask, well, well, what part of marketing or wh- what are you trying to do? I mean, it's such a vast body. If you go back to you know the four P's of marketing, mm-hmm. so you know product, right? Product alone, uh, you could spend you know years and years researching pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, promotion, place. There's so much to read. Uh, and so that was part of my issue was I needed someone to be specific in what they wanted to know, but quite often they wouldn't really know. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, right? So that's, again, why I put this together. And uh, you mentioned how I organized the book. I, I start off with, you know, at the beginning, the people I think you need to know about, Peter Drucker, Ted Levitt, you know, Jerome McCarthy, who created the four P's, which is, you know, just the most amazing and fundamental description of what marketing really is. Um, Jeffrey Moore, who we know here in Silicon Valley, and the guy who actually created the initial technology innovation lifecycle, Everett Rogers, who nobody actually knows. Um, so I start with that and kind of move through, you know, planning and strategy and then demand gen and awareness and ending up with, you know, really the day-to-day budgeting, reporting, um, how do you build a department. Um, so someone could read whatever they wanted or they could if they could go soup to nuts and start with the theory and go all the way through to the actual practical execution. Everybody needs to read the first chapter though and it occurred to me that there are a lot of people in sales as well as the C-suite who should probably if they don't read anything else at least read the first chapter yeah. which gives them the context for what marketing actually is and yeah. how its perception has changed over time. Yeah, we uh, I think especially here in Silicon Valley, perhaps less so in consumer packaged goods, um, there's this perception that you know marketing only does the promotion part, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth P. Um, but I believe that marketing needs to be involved in figuring out what you're building, uh, you know what it should cost, uh, where it needs to get sold. Uh, I think a lot of the product um, development, product development, a lot of executives, sales or you know CEOs don't really come with a full appreciation of what marketing is and the power it holds. And I'm often struck by how many CEOs you know, have to have an Apple product and they're so influenced by marketing and yet they're so unwilling to spend money on marketing, <laughs> including advertising. Oh, they say right? we want to we be perceived like Apple. Right. And that, there's a lot of work that goes into that. You can't just snap your fingers. And, and yes, it's, a lot of it's the product, but it's also great advertising, uh, You know, the way they actually uh, figure out the products to build. Um, how they come to market, and in their case, uh, doing it on their own uh, is their place. That's their distribution strategy, and the Apple Store has been a huge success, as as probably most people know. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting to note about Apple; uh, they don't really do social media. It is interesting, and yet um, they are the envy of every social media marketer. <laughs> the, the the number of Apple fanboys that will blog at length about you know the one millimeter of uh, thickness reduction. Uh, or one minute of battery length extension is just incredible, and we all uh, are envious. Yeah, it's, I run into companies where they're obsessed with social media, as I like to call it, the shiny disco ball. It gets all the attention, <laughs> all the light. And then I'll, I'll sometimes mention, you know, well, that's a really, social media is a vitally important part of marketing, but, you know, do you realize that some companies don't even use it, like Apple? And it, it really, right. It gets them listening, and uh, then they, they're better able to understand how it how it can better fit in. Uh, there's one part in the book where you talk about how marketers have an unhealthy predisposition for the now. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Well, 
you know, especially here in Silicon Valley, maybe it's uh, kind of a geographical hazard, so to speak, uh, not just a professional hazard, but we're always talking about the latest social media network or the latest device or nowadays the latest, the latest uh, marketing technology. There's so many technologies coming out to help marketers optimize landing pages, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. There um, must be a pervasive fear of missing out in Silicon there Valley is like nowhere abs- else. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many, how many new apps I've never heard of before that are apparently must have. <laughs> um, but, but when I wrote that line, what I meant was uh, there are so many great lessons from marketing's history that are so applicable that we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, look back and try and take the best concepts. You know, for those people who watch Mad Men, so much of marketing was created in the 60s. Uh, not just advertising, but you know, direct marketing, focus groups. You know, so much of what we take for granted today was actually created. So there's so many great lessons that we can all leverage and even use in social media. Um, but the concepts are fundamental and, and should be understood. Well, like A/B testing is an example. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, one of my favorite books uh, that I came across in the research for this book is um, called "Being Direct" by Les Wonderman, who effectively created direct marketing. He coined the term, and, and he founded the that agency. Didn't he? he founded Wonderman, that's right, yeah. um, which has gone under a couple different names over the years. But I mean, he was selling rose bushes by mail order and testing out copy for the subject line and for the letters uh, and doing the same kind of A-B testing now that you know online marketers do uh, to measure email effectiveness. So it's, it's pretty cool and a lot of the same techniques um, can still be used. Now, I read an article recently in Forbes about how because marketing is changing so much that it's not only contributing more people to becoming CEOs, but it's going to become more pervasive, where the things that marketers have to do now are becoming launch pads for running a company, for CEO, not -hmm. just going way beyond the promotional aspect that that you talked about. Are you sensing a a certain fear of marketing by people because it's changing so much? If you mean, uh, you know, among marketers themselves, um, I think that there's definitely a little bit of fear. Things are changing so fast. Um, the new applications I mentioned are, you know, proliferating, uh, and new applications are having children, <laughs> hybrids of themselves. <laughs> and so, even though some of the fundamentals are still applicable today, I think there's definitely a fear that, you know, Facebook isn't even cool anymore, right? There's, there's you know, all these new social networks you don't even know about. Um, or how are millennials consuming information? You know, how do you understand that? I think that the fear is maybe a bit overblown because if you think back of history, like, you know, radio changed things, television changed things, you know, the internet changed things, radio changed things. There's always some new uh, medium. Which That's never fine. gets rid of the the primary one that that's right. <laughs> That's right. So we're still doing all of the above. And now we're, you know, I often joke that I have a, a two or three screen experience. I'm you know, looking at my phone and my iPad while watching television, uh, which is probably a, a marketer's nightmare for folks who are trying to market to me. Um, but it, I think change is exciting. I, each one of those uh, new mediums I mentioned brought about some cool new change. Um, and so I think that it's a really exciting time to be part of marketing. People should feel more energized and you can always hire focus groups to figure out what your consumer market uh, or target market wants. Uh, you can, you know, keep yourself, um, you know, invigorated with new ideas and new technologies. Uh, and I think that people who are not open to these new concepts uh, may find themselves uh, sidelined because they're not up to speed. Um, but 
then again, don't be afraid because a lot of the fundamentals are really still the same. It's just a new medium. Yeah, I, I meet folks and they are suddenly realizing that there's so much more to learn and that the sand is shifting beneath them. Uh, it, it sometimes reminds me of a travel agent 20 years ago saying, well, something's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> My whole business model is being changed. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I sometimes get that from, from people in our industry. And I think the first step is just trying to learn more, just start to, to jump in. And that's really the scariest part. It is. And I'll also say that, you know, I, I personally read a lot. I read a lot of blogs. But um, one thing that I'll say really helped me was just hiring a lot of young people, right? Uh, and I think this has always been true. Hire people that are themselves your target market or are consuming things in a different way and, you know, try and learn from them. Uh, as much as you can teach them, you can learn from them. And I, I learned a lot in my last few companies just working with, you know, millennials who were just doing different things. Uh, that were somewhat alien to me, but um, I learned what they were and in some cases used them uh, in the marketing mix. In other cases, I didn't because I didn't think that they were the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's been the reaction to to the book? I, and I say that wondering if some people say, well, he doesn't go in enough, uh, into enough depth <laughs> on, <laughs> yeah. on all the 23 chapters. Or some may say, uh, you know, you, I guess they still can't believe it can all be put in one book. Any kind of comments like that? Yeah, and and so so first of all, I will just uh, as a disclaimer say that you know I, I stand on the shoulders of those who come before me, right? I I am not uh, trying to be uh, 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 any kind of marketing guru. I'm just kind of digesting the best stuff that I've found. Oh, that's very but, true throughout the book. Yeah, but and the the reaction generally has been um, even among really seasoned marketers, uh, in my fellow uh, VPs of marketing or CMOS, uh, is that people you know keep it on their desk or they carry it with them. And it's, it's meant to be that, you know, kind of essential reference guide. And so I've been pleasantly surprised. And, you know, even people with, you know, years of experience have found something that they didn't know. Um, and I'll say when I wrote the book, I found out a lot of things I didn't know. So it's, I've been pleasantly surprised that people have found it really useful. My, my, my goal was to make it a, a useful book. If you buy this book and can use it once or twice and kind of get up to speed really quickly, I will have done my job. Yeah, it brought to mind for me those books that I have here in my office somewhere uh, by Barron's. Do you mm-hmm. remember those? They were yeah. like a, a dictionary of direct right. marketing terms or right. advertising terms. It was it was that type of thing. Right. And I've had several uh, heads of marketing buy for the departments. Uh, they found it valuable themselves and they've kind of given it out to their team. So that's that's been very gratifying to hear. Yeah, I would think there might be an interest for this as a as a textbook. There could be, um, you know, people have made that comparison before and, you know, I think it does cover a lot and I'll just say that I, I meant for it to be, you know, practical. Uh, I think we've all had textbooks that were kind of theoretical. So in terms of being a practical textbook or I like to use the term handbook, I think it cer- certainly could be uh, something that could be used to teach people, you know, what they need to know in marketing. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who has taught a marketing course at, I think, Arizona State for several years. And I remember a couple of years ago, he said, you know, I've had to stop using a textbook, uh, which, you know, was not the end of the world. It's just that uh, things were changing so quickly. Each semester, mm-hmm. he had to cobble together a slightly different recipe of reading material for the students. And uh, that's why this came to mind. And what I was going to ask is, do you see an opportunity in the future to update this on an ongoing basis? I, I do. And I, uh, you know, my, my greatest fear when I finished writing the book was, you know, there's going to be some new must-have technology or technique that I don't cover. Uh, and I did slip a few in very quickly at the end. 
Um, so I, I do think that, you know, uh, after, you know, maybe a couple of years, I'll go back and update. That being said, I'm always going to try and test it against, is this new thing fundamentally changing marketing or is it just a tool that can be, you know, used to apply the techniques? Mm-hmm. Yeah, does so, it stand the test of time? Yeah. Then that being said, I don't want this to be something dated where you're, you know, reading about like radio ads, right? Uh, where you're today talking about kind of mobile phones. So I want to make sure it's current. So I will, I will make a, an effort to do that and I'll, I will supplement it with stuff on my blog and other places so that, you know, it, it is current. And I, I often have blog ideas of things that I forgot to write in the book. So it's been <laughs> interesting for me in that regard. It's given me lots of material. Well, that's great. I, you know, David Merriman Scott, whose book, uh, The New Rules of Marketing and yep. PR, is uh, one of my favorites. And he's updated that four times. Yeah. That's and a great he's, book. He's got a great property going there. And then what he'll do is on his blog, like you're describing, he will continue to write about even more current things. And then when the time comes to update it, and I think at the end of 2016, he's going to do his fifth edition wow. of that book. But he will have developed and tested a lot of the uh, new material. His book is up to 400. His current book, the fourth edition, is up to 400 pages now. Wow. Wow. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I have a day job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, before we wrap up, let me ask you a few other uh, marketing book questions. Um, sure. Are there any marketing books you've read recently that you recommend? Um, yeah, I'd like to. I talked about Being Direct, uh, which is a great book. I highly recommend. Um, I just read another old book uh, called Trusted Advertising Methods uh, by John Caples, which, um, funny enough, I actually heard about at a meetup in San Francisco. Uh, and the guy who was uh, giving the talk at the meetup was talking about A-B testing email subject lines. And uh, John Cables, for those of you who don't know, is a, an old-time direct marketer. I shouldn't say old-time. You know, s- several decades ago, uh, published this book. Uh, and it's all about writing copy that sells, which is after all we're trying to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, which is more of a fun book, it's not a marketing book per se, but uh, it's called The King of Vodka uh, by Linda Himmelstein. And it's about Peter Smirnoff. And it's interesting. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, liquor producers or champagne producers like Veuve Clicquot, fantastic marketers. And so Peter Smirnoff uh, did this thing in the late 1800s where he uh, did a giant word of mouth marketing campaign to sell more vodka. And he hired a bunch of people who were unemployed and said, "I will pay you to eat and drink, and here's your job." He divided up Moscow into neighborhoods. And said, your job is to go into the bar and ask for Smirnoff vodka. And if they don't have it, you, you cause a ruckus, create a scene, and ask how on earth could this fine establishment not have Smirnoff vodka. And they would go pub to pub. Uh, and when they finished uh, with Moscow, he sent them out on the train lines. And they would go stop by stop and do the exact same thing. So it was a very effective you know, grassroots, or you might call it astroturfing, but grassroots word of mouth marketing campaign that was hugely effective. So that was a fun story in that book. So I I I think it's still with us. I have a friend who's, who works for Anheuser-Busch and her title is brand activation manager. (laughs) And she goes to all these bars, but they know that she works for them. Right. She's, she basically has to work in bars and she's not a bartender. Right. 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 (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's a great book. And he, you know, he, you know, did word of mouth marketing, you know, in the, in the 19th century, Mm -hmm. uh, to huge effect. Yeah. Are there any, uh, business or marketing books on your upcoming reading list you're looking forward to reading? Yeah, I'm actually, um, looking forward to reading someone who is, uh, 
uh, on your podcast book, uh, Everybody Writes by Ann Hanley. Um, I really enjoyed Content Rules, um, so I'm looking forward to reading that. And uh, I'm trying to get everyone to write in my current company, so I need to learn how to do that. That's a great book, obviously. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the uh, episode. I also, and surprisingly enough, when I read her book, I laughed much more than I, I thought I would. In other words, I was laughing out. She's a very funny person, that, yeah. a very funny writer. And it's, I just thought, I was so impressed that she wrote a book about writing. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, that's a great one for whole staffs as well. Uh, yeah. People, if you, especially if you're trying to create a culture of content at an organization. Yeah, and content marketing is, is such a big deal right now. It's definitely a, a, a good book. It's topical. Yeah. You know, another story about the content rules. Apparently, when they, they came out with a hardcover, I think in 2011, and then a couple of years later, they did the paperback, and they only had to change one thing. Hmm. Some reference to Google Buzz. Wow. That's so, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about having to change so much in your book going forward. <laughs> that's heartening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which marketing blogs do you enjoy following to keep up? Uh, there's a bunch. I never have time to read everything, but um, a couple in particular. Um, I really enjoy um, the Moz or SEO Moz, as mm, used to be known. Uh, they've got a great thing called uh, Whiteboard Friday, mm-hmm. which is a 10-minute long you know, video. They transcribe it as well. Uh, Rand Fishkin, just you know, very entertaining, uh, great pragmatic ideas. Um, that's 10 minutes well spent every week. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I read a lot of what uh, Unbounce uh, publishes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're a landing page company. A lot of great stuff on, like, they do. Te- they show you good and bad uh, uh, landing pages, which are great. It's kind of like uh, fashion critiques. It's kind of fun to read. And you Wear see- this, not that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So do this, don't do that. Yeah, it's a great blog. And, you know, uh, they have a podcast. They just launched at the beginning of this oh, year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to, I'll put a link, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in it in the show notes. Right. And the last one I highlight is, is Copy Blogger is another one oh, uh, that those I read. Are some of the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so you can't, uh, can't go wrong with those three. No, absolutely not. Those are good recommendations. How can listeners find out more about you and your book? Sure. Um, well, The Professional Marketer is available on Amazon, so that's the easy place to find it. Um, and if you want to uh, read without paying me, you can go to my blog. And uh, I actually pre-published all the chapters of the book to get peer review, so you can check it out there, uh, as well as some of my uh, my other writing, the stuff I forgot to write, or my, my random whims and, and rants about marketing. You can also find it in Matthews on Marketing. Matthews on Marketing. We'll make sure to, to link that up. Well, Tim, thank you very much for being on the Marketing Book Podcast. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And that closes the book on another episode of the Marketing Book Podcast. Links to everything mentioned are in the show notes at marketingbookpodcast.com. To win a copy of Tim Matthews' book, The Professional Marketer, just go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a one-sentence review for the podcast. Then just leave me a message at marketingbookpodcast.com and tell me which review is yours and include your mailing address. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast newsletter so you can get notified of every new episode, show notes, links, and other resources. At marketingbookpodcast.com, there are also about 20 free marketing ebooks on a wide variety of topics that you'll find helpful. If you're one of the 76 people who have left an iTunes or Stitcher review, I can't thank you enough. A one-sentence review really boosts the show's visibility in the directory so more people like you can discover it. Thanks again for listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Till next time. You know, during the dot uh, bomb era, yep. 
I can remember so many people at startups, or it just seemed like this, who sort of thought, you know what, all those marketing rules and principles, they don't really apply anymore. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you must have run into that. I, I lived, I mean, I lived down the street from, you know, many of the dot bombs. Ah, uh, yeah. Just this arrogance. And it was sort of like, well, maybe we need to bring a few gray hairs in. And I'm just thinking, you know, there are laws of gravity <laughs> and there are yeah. laws of marketing. And, well, you know, and you know, what's nice now too, is that so many of the young companies now are so focused on measurement Mm-hmm. that we're not going to repeat at least the same mistakes, right? People are going to actually measure what they get um, from investments in marketing. Um, they may not know what they're doing, but at least they'll, they'll know they're failing <laughs> along the way. <laughs>